I don't even know what to think about things. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. And, of course, the podcasts are available wherever podcasts, wherever you may find them. I lived in Germany. Well, I lived in West Germany. Back in the 80s, there was West Germany and there was East Germany. Now there's only Germany. I lived in the western side of Germany. It was beautiful. I lived in Bavaria, in Bamberg. Uh, you know, it, the, the seasons were, I mean, 70 degrees was a heat wave. What we're in right now, this was summertime. I loved it there. But Germany was a welfare state then, and they are definitely a welfare state now. And they have painted themselves into a corner to where they're standing on one foot. And now the chancellor of Germany has had enough of this. And this does not bode well for the entire leftist way because they want the leftists in America look at Europe and say, this is the way we should be. Because they're all socialist. And because they have, like in, with the EU, if you have a passport, you can go wherever you like. You don't even have to worry about immigration. So they've been having a real time of it in Germany. First of all, the Green Party shellacked them all the way out till they bankrupted their citizenry. And when I say they went into the dark ages, it's because everything is dark now. And, you know, Merkel, when she was in as chancellor, she wanted to, uh, you know, this was one of her goals. And... The current chancellor, Olaf Scholz, he's saying, well, who wants all of these immigrant headaches? And now, he said, he, he put this, or this was put out on Twitter, we must finally deport on a large scale those who have no right to stay in Germany, says Scholz in an interview, especially those from so-called safe countries. Stands firmly in the article by Israel and condemns the flaring anti-Semitism never again. He was interviewed by Der Spiegel, which Der Spiegel is a little bit like a combination of Newsweek and CNN rolled into a nice big, you know, dube of leftist, leftist dube. Der Spiegel. There are apparently people here in Germany who don't see it that way. On German streets, particularly in Berlin, there have been violent anti-Semitic protests in recent days. How is that possible in a country that has vowed to never again allow this to happen? Now, this is Der Spiegel attacking Schultz. Right, Because Schultz is coming out against this, but they're going to attack him like, this is all your fault. Schultz replies, such acts are reprehensible. And yes, we have committed ourselves to never again. That is why we must decisively stand up to all those that chant anti-Semitic slogans who burn the Israeli flag, who unashamedly celebrate the death of those killed in the Hamas terror attack. They are all crimes that must be punished. So, while they're going after him, Finally, Schultz comes out and says, we got to find a way to round these people up and uh, get them out of here. This means that all those who are, don't belong to one of the groups cannot stay. The groups are people seeking asylum, right, or immigration of workers. If they're not coming to work and if they're not seeking asylum, they can't simply just come to live. And... Uh, this is a sea change in German policy. And as Germany goes, so does the rest of the European Union. Because Germany is the decisive economic powerhouse in the EU. And uh, Schultz started using the D word when he was at the deportation world word. 
He said, as I've said, it can only be done with a package of measures, and I haven't even mentioned one important one yet. We must finally deport on a large scale those who have no right to stay in Germany. Of course, Der Spiegel, which is a leftist snowflake publication, they're taken aback by this, and they go, what, what does that mean? And he said, those who are not likely to be granted permission to stay in Germany because they cannot claim a need for protection must go back. And to make that possible, our public authorities must be reachable around the clock so that someone can actually be deported when the federal police take them into custody. Aha! Why is this important? It's important because Europe is about to vanish before our very eyes, without a shot fired. England is pretty much an Islamic country now despite what any of my English cousins may say. In, in uh, you know, the people that are anti-Semitic in Germany, that are protesting violently in Germany, are attacking police officers in Germany. If they're anti-Semitic and they feel they must be violent towards Jewish people, why are they attacking police officers in Germany? Well, that's because they're terrorists. Der Spiegel's taken aback by this. They're like, you're striking a new, tougher tone on migration policy. What caused you to make the change? I have thought this way in all the positions I have held, and I've spoken this way as well. Now, here's the thing. He has a lot of non-German citizens acting like they don't appreciate the better place they've been allowed into. And they're trying to put a nuance out on the data. They're talking about, see, they too have the same issue we have, military-age single men coming into their country. And a lot of them are doing criminal acts. And so the nuance amongst the press there, what they're trying to massage and stick out there, is that these are young fellows and they would commit crime no matter where they go. Okay, well, let's send them to a deserted island then. They can commit crime there. They'd be criminals anywhere. And then, of course, they bring up the I word because we cannot possibly, we cannot possibly have Islamophobia, which is, you know, is that actually a thing? Because I'm not afraid of Islam. I'm aware. When they look at the uh, refugees, as they call them, they are disproportionately represented in general crime and they make up 8.5% of the crime, but they represent 1.9% of the population. That would tell me that a plurality of the ones there are doing criminal acts. It's a simple mathematical equation. So, you know, we know that uh, 73% of the refugees are under the age of 30 in 2017 and 66% of male. And that means that most of the crimes committed out there are committed by young males, and they're most likely to commit a crime regardless of background. So it doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter where they come from. They could have been on eight is enough as a child, and now they're out there and they're committing crimes because that's who they are. <laughs> Der Spiegel's having a hard time with this. But there's a new day coming. New day coming. And see, I'm not surprised that Germany's going to lead the way on this because Germany, of course, is very sensitive to the whole anti-Semitic thing. They're not, uh, they're not down with that anymore. They, they try very hard. When I lived there in the 80s, right, 40 years after the fact, um, there was 
very little of anything showing. Uh, I knew some, I, I met one older gentleman who served in the German army. Um, so I, they, they, they just weren't that present or that prevalent there. And the, the whole, at, everything was pretty much a live and let live kind of thing. Plus, of course, we were keeping the Soviets off of them. Schultz told the guy, your impression is wrong. I am opposed to tactical politics. It must always be that the matter at hand and about finding concrete solutions to a specific problem. And uh, they didn't think that he really thought like that. Maybe he got elected. He lied to get elected or something. We're having a hard time to believing that. Okay. They're shifting right. Everybody's shifting right. Switzerland is, is, is shifting right. They're shifting right because they tried all these leftist policies, and they are sinking into a morass of illegal immigrants who are not there because they're refugees. They're not there because they're seeking asylum, and they're not there to work. They're, they are there to just take over by immigration. And it don't take too many of them to throw everything into chaos. So, go ahead, Europe. I want to see where you go with this. There's five very prevalent lies out there regarding the military and military items that have occurred over the past little bit that uh, your government wants you to believe as they try to sleepwalk us into Another, another world-scale event. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. What matters is what you believe. And the government understands how to, the, the way they control your perception is by lying to you. And this, this happens day in and day out. Whoever's in government, this is a perpetual thing. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0985. The Common Sense 0989. Let me do that one more time just so I put out the right information. Okay. GS Plumbing Line. 1-800-905-0989-89-er. <laughs> Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. On the text line, if there will be criminals anywhere they go, they should be criminals where they come from. Muslim invasions by immigration historically precedes Muslim butchery. We'll see. Here's the thing. That's another one of those lies where they're out there saying, well, you know, Islam is the religion of love. Anyway. We used to be, and this is probably way back, we used to be, we used to honor the rule of law. And I'm not talking about Joe Biden and this particular crop of uh, people we got out there. We have systemic lying, right? Now, an Australian journalist is looking at some of this, and this is where some of these, uh, some of these very harsh attitudes are coming from. And she said, um, when you live under an empire that's held together by lies, you'll be asked to, uh, to believe a lot of intensely stupid, uh, I can't say it. And she has a top 10, from her point of view, dumbest things the propagandists of the U.S. centralized empire tried to get us to swallow. And she probably misses a few, to be quite honest with you. And uh, she... She misses the crucial ones that are directly related to our 
21st century wars and the current proxy war in Ukraine that could escalate. It's it's one of those things that is is very unstable that we might lose lose our grip on. Number one, NATO is not moving one inch eastward. That's a lie. The whole reason that NATO existed in the beginning was to be a uh, a a, a stopgap measure against you know a, a check on the Soviet Union. And uh, according to George Kennan, the architect of the Soviet containment strategy and a former ambassador to the Soviet Union, it would inflame the nationalistic, anti-Western, and militaristic tendencies of Russia, and therefore it was a fateful foreign policy error. Which is what we're doing. I mean, this is what's going on with Ukraine right now. Ukraine wants to be a member of NATO. And what they should simply be doing is saying, Zelensky, you know, we think you look good in your little combat shirt and your plate carrier, but no. You don't get to be a member of NATO because NATO exists to keep the peace, not to stimulate a war. Even Democrat Senator, former Democrat Senator Daniel Patrick Moynihan added that this would open the door to the nuclear war. And yet, here we are. Then we heard the weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. That was a rationalization that, you know, there's, it depends on which side you come down on. There's a lot of people that claim that there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. Normally, they might be able to hide a few of them or bury a few of them, but there's always going to be some sort of evidence out there. And if they ever found it, somehow or other, they've kept that from being public knowledge, which is very hard. You know, Julian Assange didn't put it out there. Snowden didn't put it out there. So, I mean, you know, the things they put out there were bad enough, but they they never put out something that categorically states that they were never found any of this stuff. Now, what this did do, and you know, uh, one of the things that one of the things that happened with Iraq was, uh, you know, George W. Bush. He went in and invaded Iraq. They had put out a hit on George H. W. Bush, and you know. As the commander-in-chief, that could have been the only reason he wanted to go invade Iraq. He could have gotten out there and said, they put out a hit on my daddy, and we got to go get him right now. So saddle up, boys. Here we go. And, of course, you know, he'd have to talk to Congress. He'd have to talk to the, to the Pentagon. But what we got out of it, um, it led to a huge human and material loss as well as the rise of ISIS. It led to over 940,000 deaths due to direct war violence. An estimated 3.8 million have died indirectly, plus 38 million war refugees and displaced persons. The total price tag since the first Persian Gulf is $8 trillion. Then there's the whole Trump-Putin collusion. That still goes on. That's still, they still put it out there as a real thing, even though it's been proved not to be that way. This was all a production of Hillary. I've never met a box of Chardonnay I didn't like. Clinton. You like that? Did you like that one? <laughs> one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, uh, you know, Hillary thought that she was going. She was the anointed one. She was going to get to sip from the presidential box of Chardonnay with the real presidential seal. She'd have a straw. That way, it wouldn't get all over all of her immaculate pantsuits. And uh, that didn't happen. So we came out with the Russia collusion. Think, which, it's a lie. Um, while it's been proven to be wrong, it did succeed in just destroying Trump's presidency for the most part. 
And it also destroyed the declared goal of improving U.S.-Russia relations, which we, we, you know, those are down there. Then there's the Hunter Biden's laptop has all the classic earmarks of a Russia information operation, except it didn't. Okay. Um, Hunter Biden is a narcissist and he's a womanizer. And he's a narcissistic womanizer. So on his laptop, they were finding things like nice little pictures of Hunter in his tidy whities And probably places where, you know, the cocaine hidey holes. Maybe mentions the one in the White House that they discovered the other day. And they're like, we have no way how it got here. We have the best surveillance on the planet. This just materialized here. Like it was beamed here by the Starship Enterprise. So, then there's the military and financial backing of Ukraine for as long as it takes to support the country's democracy, which the goal is to weaken Russia. That's why we keep doing it. And the problem is uh, we're supporting a very corrupt nation. I mean, these guys, these guys make Tony Montana from Scarface, his money laundering operation, they make him look like a rank amateur. They get out there and they launder tractor-trailer loads of money. And they all get it coming from uh, all this other stuff. On the text line, Bill, how do they gas the Kurds if they didn't have WMDs? Um, okay, so chemical and biological weapons, because of their one weakness, which is environmental, I don't consider to be it, – if it, if it pops in your general vicinity, oh, my gosh, you got a problem. It The further it goes out, though, the less potent it becomes. The wind, the rain, snow, whatever it is, that can all take away the potency of any sort of chemical weapon or biological weapon. With a biological weapon, the, the temperature has got to be right for that to actually propagate. With a chemical weapon, uh, most of them are vapor nowadays. And, uh, yes, they did gas the Kurds, and, uh, yes, that, was a, that, is a, that is a weapon – but it's not like, uh, say, the Moab. Those are very, very specific weapons. They only work in a very specific area. And now if there's a big group of people there, kill them all. I guess that would make it a weapon of mass destruction. Especially if you don't have anything to go. But yes, they did gas the Kurds. But I mean, where was the rest of it? Where was all the other uh, bunker-busting bombs and all the other things he supposedly had? Now, for a time... Right after, after the wall came down, there was a time when Gorbachev and then even Putin, they wanted to integrate economically and militarily with the West. They wanted to put up a joint U.S.-Russia missile defense, and they wanted to join NATO themselves, only to be rebuffed. The Russian people, they wanted their MTV. They were ready to come on board. Washington squandered that. They thought that we were going to create this one global superpower thing, so we didn't need to get out there and partner with anybody. And here we are today. Most of America believes we're going in the wrong direction. we got all these lies still propagated today. Did you know that Russia wanted to be part of NATO? Did you know that? So now the question becomes, okay, so we tried to make an omelet. We broke all the eggs. What to do now? Here's a quote from the late William Polk, who helped to steer uh, 
foreign policy during the JFK uh, time, especially during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Refuse to be marginalized. You are national assets, and you owe the country the best you have. Do your jobs as citizens. Demand that your candidates tell you the truth and act with intelligence. Participate. You cannot afford to sit back and do nothing. If you do, you are almost certain to pay for your laziness. Time to get active. I'm going to show, since it's 2A Tuesday, I'm going to show you the results in three places of uh, gun control. Just so you know. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. All right. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. I'm looking on the text line. Well, I'm going to address this in just a second. We're going to handle the text line in just a second. The GS Plumbing Talk line is 1-800-905-0989-er. Get it right, Bill. Get it right. That's my inner, inner uh, monologue going on there. And the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. On the text line... Uh, uh, somebody is a little upset with the uh, playback of the uh, testimony of Mr. whatever his name is, Vandersloot. Yeah, the one that killed Natalie Holloway. Uh, I understand that and everything, but it's, uh, see, it's news. And somebody like, and I, that was that was that probably Fox there, Maestro? Was that Fox News that was throwing that? Up? Yeah, most definitely. So Fox, Fox, uh, Fox gets out there, and when they're when they're thinking about things and everything, they have to think about: well, are the people that's going to play our news are they going to get in trouble for this? So when they make that calculus, they when they throw it out there, they've already figured this part out. It, it is unsavory sometimes to hear some of these things, but it is the graphic real world. And, uh, yes, uh, but the other thing you got to understand about the news sometimes, especially these national outlets, if it bleeds, it leads. If it bleeds, it leads. As for the uh, as for the weapons of mass destruction and the gassing of the Kurds, I have uh, Kevin here. He was a NBC tech in the Air Force, nuclear, biological, and chemical. And he says, bio and gas chemical weapons are anti-personnel and area denial weapons, not mass destruction. They're temporary for the most part. You can roll in there with a fire truck and just completely blow. Kevin, if I'm right about that, water and scrubbing something down will get rid of the biological or chemical agent in most cases, if I'm correct about that. I'm sure there's some other sort of, some other sort of stuff that goes with it. Now, Albert Einstein purportedly said, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. That definitely applies to if you own a gun. So let me take you back to the United Kingdom. In 1920, that was when they started restricting firearms. That You had to get a certificate for permission to own one. And they had convinced the police they had a good reason for needing a certificate. In 1937, the Home Secretary ruled that self-defense was no longer a suitable reason for applying for a firearm certificate and directed police to refuse these applications on the grounds that firearms cannot be regarded as a suitable means of protection and may be a source of danger. Then Germany overran France. 
and drove the British Expeditionary Force back across the English Channel, minus most of its heavy weapons, hence the movie Dunkirk. And uh, now Britain faced the possibility of invasion by the Nazis. And then Churchill got out there and said, we will, we will fight them in the valleys and the dales and in the hills and in the streets. And then they looked around and they were like, we don't got no guns. We're going to a gunfight with nothing. We can't kill them with crumpets. So they had to beg us to send a gun to defend a British home. And we did not have these common sense gun laws that the UK had. So we sent them a half a million Durands. And uh, we shared them with them. And then as soon as World War II was over, they went around and collected those and dumped them in the English Channel. Anybody learn that lesson in the UK? Probably not. Apparently not. Then there's Ukraine. Ukraine was invaded by Russia in 2022. Almost immediately, Zelensky got out there and urged them all to arm themselves to resist the unprovoked Russian invasion to their country. And the answer to this question at the time was with what? Because Ukraine has exactly the kind of gun laws that the Democratic left wants to inflict on the United States. Handguns are illegal unless licensed and licensing is May issue, same way it is in New York, in Illinois, you know, and uh, they can exercise discretion as to who can have a license. There are 13 firearms for every 100 Ukrainians. So that means we all got to share. <laughs> it's my turn, Pavel. And since, you know, they were like right on the border there with Russia, one might surmise that they would do this little extension, a little math, a little algebra, and get out there and say, well, we might be invaded by a aggressor nation that is getting out there and rumbling all the time. Or they could have looked at Britain, like I just talked about during World War II, and said, hmm, we might want to look at this. But they didn't. And we see where they got them. And now look at what they're having to do. Now they are armed to their eyeballs. And I mean, they're armed with serious hardware and innovative weapons. They have innovated a bunch of weapons, especially drones that drop bombs. I mean, I've got a drone. I haven't trained mine to drop a bomb yet. Probably won't be doing it. Then we. this brings us to uh, October the 7th. Now, during... Uh, during that attack, two people who had served in the IDF had government-issued permission to own handguns and 50 rounds of ammunition, and they both fought back. And they both were killed at a cost of seven terrorists while they defended their children. And there's two obvious reasons here. There's this guy named Colonel Jeff Cooper. Now, Jeff Cooper was a, he, he was a, he was a pioneer as far as getting out there and setting trends. He, he really liked the 1911, then he really liked the, uh, he, he liked the 10 millimeter, then he really liked the Glock, and he really liked the rifle. He said, a handgun is merely a weapon used to fight your way back to your rifle, which you should not have left behind. Handguns, I don't care which one it is, no matter what you carry, it is notoriously weak. If you get out there and you're fighting somebody, like they've been finding these, uh, these, these, these Hamas guys with capped guns, it's going to take more than two rounds into one of those guys to put him down. You need a rifle. You need something that's going to shock. So, yeah, Israel, they've got the same gun control regime as Bronx. So there you go. There's the results of uh, gun control by their governments, people dying. When we get back, Gavin Newsom, he's got a, he's got a new car from you to buy from one of his Chinese buddies. 
BYD. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Bill Cream is out there, and he wants to seem presidential. So he's as governor. One thing I have to, I do have to give to uh, to to Brill Cream is that he acts like an executive. Nobody else does. The Republican governors don't. But that's all beside the point. That's all beside the point. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 989 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is seven one three zero seven. On the text line, why do you pull the fat off the bacon? It has zero effect on insulin. Well, it has a lot of effect on the fat. I'm just trying to work on it, dude. I'm just doing lean, lean. <laughs> he went to China to discuss climate change and combat xenophobia because we're always, we, we, all of us are afraid of everything. And then he toured the Shenzhen facility of electric automobile manufacturer Build Your Dreams or BYD. And he tested out their newest product. It's a high, and he put on on Twitter, the app formerly known as Twitter. It's it gets he, uh, it's a hybrid that drives itself and also can also float on water. You can have one at the very low price of a one hundred and sixty dollars. Available in China, coming to America soon. So, hundred sixty thousand dollar car. Here we are, just a regular average American person buying cars. Of course, of course, we want a BYD. So we put down our $3,200. New car loan, 6.34% if we're lucky. Our new payment will only be $3,200. And in California, that's without the sales tax. Then you have the registration fees. In Santa Monica, that's another $17,000 baked into it. Then you can take it home and block, uh, uh, plug it up, and it'll be cool, and it'll float, But uh, except when they have the rolling blackouts. It won't charge. So this must mean that the BYD has figured out how to have the lithium-ion battery in water without it going into thermal runaway. Now, Newsom, and, and listen, the people of California must believe him because he's uh, he keeps he's been reelected, you know, and he keeps uh, he's got he's got this veto majority veto proof majority there. Um, he believes that he's going to be able to outlaw gas gas vehicles by 2030 because he's part of that whole uh, that whole little 2030 clique that's out there, and you're not going to be able to eat meat, you won't own anything, and you only get to have two pair of pants. Which makes me wonder why would we bring a hundred sixty thousand dollar car to the 15 minute city when we don't get to have a car, <laughs> whether it floats or not. So. They also build batteries, and uh, they, uh, they've gotten contracts out of California. They got contracts for masks out of California. They, did, they got a $1.5 billion contract from California for masks during the COVID, the whole COVID deception. Now, in the interim, in various other places, and uh, Alan sent me all the pictures. Uh, Alan, one, one of the people listening out there, he sent me pictures of this battery-powered bus or buses that were getting towed. In Albuquerque, the mayor there has announced they, they, they're going to reject and return all 15 of the electric buses manufactured by the U.S. subsidiary of Shenzhen-based automaker BYD. Build your dreams. 
See, we need to resurrect Ricardo Montalban, and he needs to be the voice of BYD. Because I can just see him out there going, ah, you know you want the electric vehicle with a cool Corinthian letter. Build your dreams. Uh, I've... But it's an imperfect world. So... I don't exactly know how this is supposed to work. How are you going to, why would you want to build in into your 15 minute city, which is what they want to do? They want to have a series of 15 minute cities around each other and then, you know, wasteland in between. <laughs> and I don't know who would be living in the wasteland. I guess the rebellious ones. Now, Newsom did get a $40,000 contribution from a BYD executive. And uh, the California Globe, uh, one of their reporters, Katie Grimes, uncovered a trail of influence leading from a BYD lobbyist straight to Gavin Newsom. But this is, this is I mean, even Vice is out there. They wrote a neg negative article about uh, BYD, but that was when Trump got out there. The FDA approved the, their application to supply PPE, you know, the mask to us in the United States. Um, Vice wouldn't run that today with, with Biden in place. But anything that Trump did that he actually succeeded, Vice was going to be against. That, it just didn't matter. You're looking at me sort of like, what, what were you thinking there, Maestro? What, what was on your mind when I said that? <laughs> I was deep in thought about something unrelated. Sorry. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. In some cases, this could be a... The world of a producer. Worrisome. I'm you. It could be worrisome. But then again, he's got about this is about the same sort of stuff that you would see with like one of these monstrous uh, container ships going down the middle of a of one of these uh, canals with about five inches of clearance on either side. And they're just trying to make sure they don't bump into the side. That's what he's managing. Yeah. When we get back, we're going to be joined by investigative reporter Lee Williams from the Second Amendment Foundation. We're going to talk about something that happened within the gun world that nobody expected. Nobody expected. This is 2A Tuesday, and you're listening to News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.